Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to another episode of Med Lasso. Delighted to be back doing this with you. We have just finished season two of Ted Lasso. There is a vacuum and Med Lasso is here to fill it. We've got an amazing episode. I cannot wait for you to listen to it. My sturdy co-host, Syed Tabatabai, and I were joined by Dr. Ann Pellet. And holy smokes, did we have fun. We absolutely got amongst it. You're going to love checking this one out. Thank you, as always, to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. As I said, Syed and I are joined by Dr. Ann Pellid, and we just had a total blast. She's a big fan of Med Lasso, big fan of Ted Lasso, and we took this opportunity, given that the show is done, to just reflect on, on the joy and the happiness that it's been bringing us and also where we find joy and happiness in our work as healthcare workers. And it's just a total treat to do this. It was so much fun. You're going to absolutely love checking it out. Also important to say, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, Dr. Pellet is a breast cancer surgeon. She's also a breast cancer survivor. She's been a guest on Explore the Space podcast before. There's a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. And hearing her speak about the importance of moving from breast cancer awareness to action is just super compelling. And it was a real treat to to have her here and to have her share some of her insight with all of us. And it's also incredibly valuable. There's also a wonderful event that we are putting on, hashtag HCWVBreastCA, this coming weekend. Any activity that you're doing, recreation, exercise, whatever the case, take a picture, share it on social media, put the hashtag HCWVBreastCA on it. There's a link to her tweet about it in the show notes as well. And we're going to be socializing this on social media all week as well. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show, on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. You can find the entire archive of Explore the Space at www.explorethespaceshow.com. Please do leave us that rating and a review wherever you like to download your shows. It really helps us out. Definitely subscribe as well because we have so much great content on the way. I'm so excited for you to hear what's coming down. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com as well. And I always love hearing from you. So if you have something that you want to send to me, please do so. It's always great to hear from people who are enjoying what we're doing here at Explore the Space. So all that said, it is time. It is time to get amongst it. Here we go. Syed, we had to reconvene. We have to give the people what they want. We have a we have a hole in our lives. We don't have new Ted Lasso episodes. So it's time for another Med Lasso. Are you ready? Yes. I'm so glad we're I, doing this. I, this. I need how, this. I know. How are you doing with this? this like void it's been weird it's been like we had three full months and now nothing yeah it's uh 
it's like losing a good friend, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like where where do they go? But uh, uh, no, I actually, not, but... I've been re-listening to some of our episodes actually, and some of the other content yeah. that's out there. There's a huge amount of great Ted Lasso content. There is a lot of good Ted Lasso content. There's a lot of good like fan fiction and like fan art that's all very very enjoyable. Speaking of fans, we have a fan with us today. Our friend Dr. Ann Pellet is here. Ann, welcome. Thank you. I cannot tell you how excited I am when you text me, Mark, to ask about being on the show. I literally called pretty much everyone I know who listens to Matt Lasso and still is like, guys, it happened. I'm going to be on. So <laughs> thank so you awesome. for having me. It's a dream. That is super exciting. We're going to have a, we're going to have such a great time. One of the things that's been amazing with all of this is that there's people in our community that we sort of know, we sort of don't, but we do have that connection through medicine. One of the things that I have actually enjoyed the most about this, because I've been reflecting on it in this otherwise empty period of life. It's like another way to connect that has something to do with our profession, but it's not about like, hey, did you have rounds today? Hey, are you on call this weekend? It's 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 a shared enjoyment outside of work that's just like allows us to be even more of a whole person around each other. I don't know if that makes sense. And does that does that make sense? No, it totally does because I do feel like all of us in medicine, we do have the shared experience. My goodness, have we had a shared experience over the last year and a half for sure. But I really love that we have this delightful thing that's come into our lives that we get to talk about, we get to bond about, we get to share Thursdays with and Fridays and thanks to Med Lasso well into the weekend and the next week. And so I agree. I think it gives us something really special. Yeah, no, that's, I agree. Syed, for you, have you found that the way you now interact, you have a big following on Twitter. I mean, let's be honest, it's pretty exciting. I mean, you're going to hit triple digit or no triple. You're going to hit six figures. What triple digits? <laughs> you're going to hit six figures one of these days. Do you feel like you connect with people that enjoy your writing differently? Do you feel like you connect with the hashtag med Twitter environs any differently now because of med lasso? I think so. I think uh, it's brought this uh, kind of just generalized positivity and, and kind of upbeat feeling across the board. And uh, there are a couple of people I know at work who know that I write, but all we want to, all they want to talk about now is Med Lasso. Like the writing yeah. is sort of subsided <laughs> yes. a little bit. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I got to give you kudos awesome. too, Mark, because um, you know you're you're the you know you're the driver here for this uh, thing that's brought so many people together. I mean, Med Lasso didn't exist, right? Um, I'm just so glad I that I thought that you only had six that I, that you had triple digit Twitter followers. That's the part you know, I'm the most happy about right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think that was pretty funny. Yeah, I you think, have like yeah. eighty five thousand or something, and I'm like, yeah, you got triple digits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. We I do want to start us off though. Context is always really important, and Anne and I have gotten to know each other over the last couple of years around a subject that is not as <laughs> fun to talk about, but I would suggest one of the great challenges that in our careers we all get to face. And Anne has been on Explore the Space podcast before to talk about the subject of breast cancer. And I, I don't have any problem owning that when you're on a show like this and we're laughing and joking that having a segue like that might feel a little bit forced and I don't care because this is a subject that for me has tremendous value and importance. My wife is a breast cancer survivor. She's been on Explore the Space podcast to talk about it before. We're in this place where we all hear about Breast Cancer Awareness Month and like so many other things, the term can become used in such a fashion where I feel like its meaning can be diminished, not intentionally, not from a place of malice or disinterest, but I think it just kind of can be diluted a bit. And so having somebody like Anne to come and talk to us a little bit about just the, the kernel of truth about what it means to have a month dedicated to the subject of breast cancer 
and how we can engage with it, understand it, and and allow it to be part of our lives, acknowledging that people around us are struggling with it, have survived it, have lost someone to breast cancer. I just think it's critically important. So in addition to her being a fan of Med Lasso, but also being an expert in breast cancer, in breast cancer surgery, and a survivor herself, and it's a real treat to have you here. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate that. And I so appreciate your dedication and and having gone through this personally with you and Jessica. I know you know how much this matters. And I really appreciate how you amplify comments and you make breast cancer really matter to us and to our community. I think one of the things that maybe I didn't appreciate as much before I went through breast cancer treatment myself was this idea that we really need so much more than awareness. We really need action. And so thinking about people wearing pink, you know, it was always so fun to see the NFL players and their pink and get really excited about all of that. And it's a community idea. We're supporting breast cancer, breast cancer awareness. But the reality is what we really need is we really need breast cancer action. You know, we need to be supporting organizations that are committed to changing the face of breast cancer. So we're not losing people from breast cancer. And so for me, I'm incredibly excited this year. And I so appreciate your support, Mark, of the event that we're doing to have a weekend of exercise to all of us in the med Twitter community to get everyone excited, get people moving, get people coming together as a community and supporting Breast Cancer Research Foundation. They actually have 40% of their research funds go to metastatic research, which is amazing because very few organizations do that. And again, I'm all about Early detection is huge. You know, please get your mammograms. But I also really appreciate the commitment to stage four research, which is where we need to be. So I'm really hopeful everyone will join us October 22nd through the 24th. Work out any time that weekend. We are going to be doing a Peloton Med Twitter ride at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, October 23rd. Those of you on Peloton, we'd love to have you join. But for everyone else, please work out. Use the hashtag HCWVBreastCA. And we really hope that all of you will join in and support Breast Cancer Research Foundation. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a a good tone setter and trend setter in so far as we have this great and rich community and it's important for while we celebrate things like TV shows that we enjoy and also mourn dealing with things like the pandemic that we can include these other aspects that make us still whole people. Some of them are fun, some of them are aspirational and some of them are hard and some of them are uncomfortable to talk about. I will compliment you as being one of the great voices on the platform that we like, Twitter. You're at AnnPelletMD on Twitter. You share in a way that very few people are able to or want to. And that's not to criticize them, but it's to illustrate the importance of people like you who step forward into that tension. And it's wonderful to know you in that way. And I'm delighted that you are able to create a ride like this for us to all participate in and an exercise forum like this for us to all have some fun with. So it's awesome. Thanks, Mark. Really excited to have you involved and have everyone else supporting it. I think it's going to be great. And it's also kind of like we're talking about Med Lasso, right? It's building community around something that we can all feel really positive about, feel great about, and know that we're really con- contributing to something that matters to people, both our patients, ourselves, our families, our friends. That's right. One of the things that I saw Syed do where I was like, I really want to be friends with this dude was a couple <laughs> of years ago. He showed a video on Twitter of him working out with his I think it was like a karate instructor or something, but they were using lightsabers as part of the workout. (laughs) And so, Syed, I will invite you, please, on that weekend, if you would do another lightsaber workout (laughs) with the hashtag HCWVBreastCA, I will rejoice in a way that will be fulfilling and delightful. So please do it. Please. It will be truly delightful. 
Absolutely. It will be my pleasure to go back to the force and use it for good. <laughs> totally. Totally. And speaking of things that were delightful, I think this is a great way for us to get back to the Medlast world, acknowledging that there's been a void and it's been hard. I do just want to ask, and I think it's just like, let's just get it all out there. And what did you think of the, the special episode that got released in the middle of the week? <laughs> no, the special Ted Lasso episode that was released. It was released, what, so I had three days ago? Yeah, no, no fanfare, no advertising. They just, they just it snuck there. it in there. It was crazy. 15 minutes Wait, long. Are you serious? I thought you were talking about Med Lasso. This is no. incredible. This is worth yeah. being on the show. I had no idea, you guys. No idea about the special episode. Such, such bombshells in that episode. I could not <laughs> believe they did what they did. I can't believe they did what they did. And then they deleted it. That was mean. Yeah, I know. It's gone. It was just it, it, cruel. Speaking of cruel, Syed, do you want to tell her or should I? Uh, it, it, we're just kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I was like, wow. The med- I was thinking like med last one. I was like, that's amazing. And then the deleted. And I thought, oh my gosh, how did I possibly miss that? <laughs> to be honest, I've actually been going, I've been going back and watching old episodes. So really, you guys, my brain yeah. was like, did I really go into the, <laughs> the Ted Lasso episodes? I started with season one and missed some bonus episode. How did I let that happen to myself? Thanks, I guys. Promise, so I friendly. promise we will not let that happen. If there is a bonus episode, I promise please. we will not let it get past you. That would be really unfair. That would be, yeah, please tell me. As my 10-year-old would say today, he told uh, Siri, he goes, so rude this year today <laughs> about a comment she made. So I feel like I need my 10-year-old here to be like, guys, so rude. So rude. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. So rude. This, this is the most dark in my head thing we've done. Since it really is. Dark. <laughs> that is the most sark in my head moment we've had. <laughs> Let's keep it that way because I feel like that was pretty benign. Yeah, that's about like that it. Unfortunately, I'm like endlessly resilient, so I'm gonna move. I was not even worried about it. Really hope right. that is a bonus episode. Like that will that be my be hope cool. is that you guys, this is oh, this could be your first prediction that this really happens now that you put it out in the world. The thing that I want the most, quite honestly, is I really do want a blooper reel. I really do want the outtakes and the bloopers. I want to see them like breaking character. I want to see them. I want to see Roy and Jamie when they're like squaring off. I want to see them laughing because you know that. <laughs> That'd be so good. I'd love it. But so many of them, right? You just have to imagine that some of those things, they just lose it after they've done whatever totally. they're going to do. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. The cast so have such a great chemistry too. You know, they, on Twitter, the way they interact with each other and stuff. So you, I want to see more of that. You're right. Which cast members would you be least surprised to have in real life be a couple? Syed. <laughs> in real life be a couple yeah i think the easy out well no you know what i think roy and keely i, I would be least surprised oh i think uh Mick maybe Goldstein and juno temple yeah i think the the one that, that i was gonna say the easy out and i blanked for a moment is on his name jeremy swift i think that's his name yeah, or, yeah. i mean he and his wife are actually on the show you I, know? I was gonna say that yeah that, that, that'd be the easy <laughs> out but uh yeah I think, you know, the problem is I don't really like Brett Goldstein. I've heard a couple of his uh, uh, podcasts and comedy things. And, you know, you kind of get a sense of his personality. Juno yeah. Temple, I, I don't really know too much outside the show. So I'm sort of going based on her personality in the show. But uh, I think the two of them would click really well in real life, too. <laughs> yeah. So and for you, if you if there was going to be a couple, who would it be? And secondary question, what nickname would you give them? Oh, wow. That feels like I'm having to come up with Benifer, like right in my head right Absolutely. now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I channel big Benifer energy for you right there. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I got this. So I really, I really do usually like to come up with my own creative, unique ideas, but I actually also would have said that it would be a Keely Roy moment because I just do, I feel like there's a fashion connection. There seems like a personality connection. So now I'm going to have to go. Mm, Brett and Juno is tricky. Um, <laughs> mm, <laughs> like Brettuno doesn't have the metaphor rhyme to it. Bruno is just a dude's name, so it doesn't work. sounds like a bass sounds like a bass instrument, like a stand-up bass is a Bertuno. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, I think that Juno Temple is amazing. I just feel like Juno is a tricky one. It doesn't lend yeah. itself well to the to the mashup. I'm gonna have to think through the Juno breath. Let's let's come to back to it. Yeah, that. we'll leave it, and maybe as people are listening to this, they'll like send on Twitter. But we'll we're gonna record for a little while, so you guys have to keep the wheels turning. If you want to take some notes, it. please do so. I think that that's good. This makes me happy. And I think that's one of the places that I wanted to spend a little bit of time is just the idea of what else makes us happy. There was a great video that I saw today from uh, Cristo Fernandez, the actor who plays Danny Rojas. And it was of a great Brazilian soccer player named Ronaldinho. And it wasn't of him scoring goals. It was just of him on the ball doing things that were amazing, that were joyful and happy. And, and just he was just expressing himself. And you could see how much fun he was having. And it got me thinking what happens in our profession right now that gives that expression of joy? And, and I'm actually, for yet another reason, delighted you're here. Somewhere deep down inside, I am a frustrated surgeon. I think in another dimension, I'm a surgeon. And you're <laughs> awesome. a surgeon. Like, you're in the OR a lot. And you've been doing surgery for a long time. And you've had a, you're going to continue to have a great surgical career. So I'm curious to hear from you. How does a surgeon feel that sense of, like, joy and expressiveness and release in the space of being a surgeon? The OR is magical. I mean, I really feel like I feel incredibly lucky to have this magical space that I go to work every single day. And, you know, it starts with, you have this person as a patient coming in and trusting you, which honestly, I still every day think is remarkable that another human being is going to come in and let me take care of them when they're asleep and vulnerable and expect that I'm going to do some incredible thing and get them on the other side. So it it feels like a true gift. And there's so much joy just in that sheer moment. But then you have a patient walking in. And when they walk into the OR, you have your anesthesiologist, you have your nurse, your tech, me, I actually work with my husband a lot in the OR. So it's the two of us and my physician assistant. And I just love that moment when the patient comes in, looks around, says hi, we introduce ourselves, and you can see kind of okay, these people got me, you know, they're going to take good care of me. We tell them as they're going to sleep or take really good care of you. Are you okay? Are you warm? Is this happening? And, and you have that moment where you feel like, yes, this person in this vulnerable state going to sleep feels as okay as anyone's going to be and knows that we, we have her. And I think that that's really incredible. And there's so much joy in that moment. And then you get into the surgery itself. And I feel really lucky. I think um, we've had some med lasso moments around music. And so for me as a surgeon, I literally get to listen to music all day long, which is incredible. And so, you know, my team knows that I have putting it out there. Now it's in the world that I have a sheer deep love for Justin Bieber. So we often get full on Justin Bieber radio in the OR. It's a lot of pop music. I don't know if either of you you would like it, but, you know, we get in there and it feels like it's like music I run to and everyone's happy. They're in the moment and you're just focused on taking care of this patient. And then you finish and you know, you did a great thing. Someone's tucked in, they're ready to go on and move on with their life. So honestly, I think as a surgeon, most of my life is filled with this incredible joy around this just sheer focusing on getting someone through this experience. That's incredible. What a delight. You can still thing be a surgeon, hear. Mark. It's not too late. You, you too. You can go <laughs> yeah. back. You too. You can come to my OR anytime. I know. I'd be the most insufferable <laughs> trainee, though. Oh my God. <laughs> 
but no, I, that's just, you know, quite honestly, and that reminds me of when my wife had her surgery and I knew her surgeon and, you know, I got to go back with her uh, to the door. And when the door closed, and she and I talked about this when she came on the show, like I just melted in the hallway, but she told me what happened after. And her surgeon, who's a great family friend now, like what you just described, right? The whole room is there. What music do you want me to play? Are you warm enough? Sat down with her because they had a delay. I think they had to change out a, a machine or something. And he said, like, she said, Mark, he sat next to me. He just sat with his arm around me and we talked about music for like, dude, that, that's just family right there. And, and so to hear you reflect that same thing back and to know that like Northern California gets to experience that is just the best. And so that's I appreciate you sharing that for, for a, a, a number of reasons. Syed, for you, when you're rounding in the hospital, when do you like feel like you're in rhythm? When do you feel like you're on the ball? No one can take the ball from you. You can move in any direction you want. You can get where you need to go quickly. What is that feeling like? I think that feeling happens first thing in the morning. <laughs> the feeling of, uh, because, you know, life and medicine is, is unpredictable, right? Um, human beings are not uh, algorithms and human beings don't behave predictably. And even if you think you got everything down, uh, you know, chaos is sort of a hallmark of being alive. <laughs> and so that, that, that moment when I think I have everything under control is always an illusion. And it's always early in the day when I'm making my list. And then I have all my tasks on my little boxes neatly, all my lab values neatly. I have this whole idea of how my day is going to go. And that's the last moment every day that I'm in control of everything that's going on. And from there on, you know, you just roll with the punches and you, you deal with what comes up. I like that. That uh, do you feel like you're able to cede that control? Like, do you or do you try to hold on to it all day long? You know, that, I think that was a big shift for me from trainee to practice. Um, is as a trainee and and new in practice, I fought much harder um, to keep control and didn't accept when things were out of my control. And I think all of us as human beings and physicians, right? It's it's realizing where that line is between. What, what's in our control and what isn't and learning to accept, um, you know, what isn't and even more difficult learning to let go of what, what was beyond our control that, you know, a lot of the problems that we have, um, I mean, not a lot of the problems that we have, let me rephrase that. One of the tougher things we deal with is that sense of guilt that, that pervades healthcare, you know, and the, the sense of guilt that you missed something or you made the wrong call or you did this interaction wrong and, and, you know, learning to accept that, you, you were doing the best you could in the time with the information you had dealing with an infinitely complex biological organism with all these outcomes that were possible and, and learning to accept that. And it's easier said than done. And for you, do you feel like the way you reflect on happiness and joy at work and outside of work is different in any way because of the show? And I'm not asking this to sound maudlin or because I want to somehow elevate this show more. This is sort of a leading question because this is what I've been thinking about a lot. But for you, as you think about the relationship that you've had with this TV show and more than that, the the ongoing community building that we've had around it, does it change the way you reflect on what feels joyful and happy right now? So I love that you brought up the community as well, because to be honest, I really do. I actually, I think I texted you this, Mark, but I had the same feeling finishing up Med Lasso episodes that I was having finishing Ted Lasso episodes. Like I really wanted more and they were over and I had that kind of, oh, I have to wait longer. So I really love yeah. that community building, you know, that's happened. And I think that's really, that really has transformed the show for me in a really beautiful way. I think a lot of it is honestly, I mean, for me, I'm a 
huge, huge sports movie fan in general. Like I used to joke with my husband that I didn't cry at romantic comedies, but would cry at sports movies. Like you give me like miracle, little bit of Rudy, like I'm in tears, you know, like crying from like from the first scene. So I think for me, what's been really lovely is I really do love kind of the moments that the team comes together and those feelings of just sheer joy you have around watching a sports team do something and the ups and downs and how that all comes. And so for me, I really love taking that feeling and taking it into other parts of my life. I think about it with my team now. I am um, I have a nurse in the OR that I was telling her the other day, telling her, telling one of my patients how much it mattered to me that I had this incredible team in the OR. And I could just see her kind of lighting up that she was hearing that it really mattered to me. And I was even sharing it with patients outside of the OR. Uh, I teach my kids soccer games, actually. And Ted Lasso has really come into my kids' soccer games also and just talking to them about what it's like to kind of bring your team together. How can you support each other and bring people together? So yeah, I, I never would have thought that a TV show would have come into my life in different ways, but I'm finding it really is. For me, it's, I think, the idea that the space between with social media uh acknowledging that it's so powerful and we, we talk about this all the time for education and stuff like that and that's that's great um but i think the way people have connected around it is really cool i mean i'll be honest i, I so i go at the end of the day when i'm kind of like all right, i want to be done with social media for the day one of the last things i do is i go to the search field on twitter and i put in hashtag med lasso and I see what's been going on with hashtag MedLasso at the end of the day. It blows my fucking mind. It is unreal. There's people all over the place. They're sharing it at Grand Rounds. They're putting Believe on their slides. Shout out Blazer MD. It's the coolest thing ever. There's something about the community that has created itself as an organism around this. And I, I just, I think it gives us a really nice template for how we can connect with each other as colleagues and friends when we can start going to conferences look the show's going to end and that's fine but we'll say look we have demonstrated that we can use these platforms to connect from a distance when we can't be together to then build friendships and connections and things that we have in common so that when we're at a dinner table together we have something to talk about I, it just it fills me with a sense of absolute delight uh, because it just makes the act of making new friends as an adult, which I would submit is intrinsically really hard to do, just that much easier. Syed, what about you when you think about this idea of making friends as an adult for me, which I think is hard? And I'm 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 an extrovert. Like, I don't mind talking to people. <laughs> it's still hard. What do you think of that? I, I think you're right. You know, the more we have in common, the more we share, especially positive experiences, um, it's easier to bond, I think, at least in my personal experience. I'm a bit of an introvert, but with uh, strangers in general, if there's something positive you share, uh, I think Ted Lasso has definitely done that for us. You know, it, it, what it did for us as a profession, I think there's a reason that it, it spread so rapidly. You know, we were all the kind of the tenets that we love about our profession and the things that we cling to. Uh, we're all in just such a dark place. And then here comes a show out of the blue. Uh, not just showing us, but kind of reminding us of those things that we held on to from the beginning that are still buried within us and that, hey, they're still there. It's still out there. And then you guys are still in this together. And and it fostered all these different things. And yeah, what a gift. I think uh, it's brought us together. And I've spoken to a total stranger. Actually, I spoke to a total stranger in the elevator a couple of days ago because he had a belief pin and not a physician. Um, he, I think he was a uh, radiology tech. But he had a little belief pin on there. And I was like, oh, Ed Lasso, look at that. We started talking a little bit, predictions for the future, stuff like that. Just like that, we had a common shared language. We had common shared experiences. 
we had a future we were looking forward to, you know, so it's been great. That's that's so cool. We're all kind of in the same place in our career with respect to when we finish training, how long we've been attending for these sorts of things. And have you ever felt the influence of a factor completely outside of the profession of medicine impact the profession of medicine in this way? I don't think that I can think of something that really, truly has kind of transcended across all different fields, right? I mean, there are things that I can think of where maybe a surgeon might connect on some ways or different fields might connect. But the fact that all of us as physicians, right, can all really relate to those feelings. I personally can't think of anything, at least since I've been training, that has really you know, connected in that way. I think about how all of us is. So I, I was an intern when the Grey's Anatomy team were interns, right? <laughs> so I remember at the time as a surgery intern, we were all talking like, oh, we're growing up with the Grey's Anatomy team and they were surgery interns and we had that connection. But I wouldn't say that that, while it, it gave us all something to kind of talk about mostly that surgery interns don't get to drink coffee together during the day. I don't feel that that sort of idea that you really get to think on a daily basis about ways that you you kind of see yourself in the show and you see themes in your medical life and vice versa. So no, I can't. I personally can't think of something similar in that way. I mean, even Scrubs, like Scrubs was on when I was a medical student and a resident. And it was, yeah, all right, it was on. I think maybe the barrier was that like we didn't have DVR. So if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. <laughs> and maybe that was part of it, but I don't know. Um, and It may man, also be timing that. though, right? I mean, yeah. I think about like how much we all needed this, you know, like yeah. I kind of what you were yeah. saying, say, like we all needed this. And so I don't know, maybe like, you know, good relationships, all of that matter so much. Maybe it was, it came to us at just the time that we all needed it. And that's one of the reasons it's made such a big impact. Right. We're going out on that. But speaking of things that we all need is we need Ann Pellet to go in the locker room with Mark and Syed. Are you ready? Yes. All so right. ready. All right, let's go. The, the The opening question is always the same. It's going to be this until the end of time. My son will take over Med Lasso from Explore the Space, and he'll still be asking, what's your ruling on tea? Okay, so my first gut feeling Everybody about starts tea, with, okay, so this is becoming a very serious proposition. It and is. It it's a real me. question, and especially in the question. show. You know, I started from the beginning again, and so I yeah. saw the scene about the brown water from Ted. (laughs) It's like such a dramatic scene. But okay, so Mark, to use a little of our Northern California language, I like the mouthfeel of tea, right? Like I think it feels really good when when you drink your tea. But personally for me, I associate tea with being homesick you know, watching prices, right? When I'm homesick from school. So I'm going to have to say my general emotional feeling about tea is a no and definitely a coffee drinker. But I do like how it, how it tastes. I'm glad we already have a good name for the episode because otherwise I was going to call it mouthfeel. <laughs> no, we got a way better one. A way better I've got one. a better one than that, but <laughs> it would work. Mouthfeel should, mouth should be its own podcast. I think that might be the next <laughs> yes. explore the space proposition is mouthfeel. <laughs> you teed us up for the next one. And I give you full credit. Let's talk sports movies. What would be your top three sports movies? Syed, your first. Ah. <sighs> Top three sports movies. Um, I would probably see. The question is: Are the uh, well? I guess how how central are the sports, and how like is the Sandlot a sports movie, or is that have I have movie? I ever pinned you down? Have I ever pinned you down? No, no. I'm trying to pin myself. Your interpretation. I'm a oh, nephrologist, man. It. I got I got to be. I got to be OCD. I think my sports movies that that I I would say uh, I say Rudy. I would probably have as number one. Um, number two, I would probably have, 
for me would be remember the Titans. Um, Cause I found that at a special, in a special moment with some people and we've got like the shared history around it. As as far as sports movies go, it's not particularly, you know, uh, unique, but I like that one. And then um, the last one for me, just cause I was young when I saw it and for whatever reason, it still cracks me up and it's really cheesy. And I just love it is rookie of the year. Is that the one with the guy with the arm? And yeah, thing? the little kid who breaks his arm and then pitches for the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. But the Cubs, it's a good, it's a great choice. <laughs> all right, I, I, look, these are all opinions. They're all valuable and and fair and good, and I'll take it all. That's totally fine. Rudy surprised me, and that's fine. I, <laughs> I, I'm like the I'm the the rare person. It took me a long time to finally ever see the movie Rudy. And maybe it was too late. I should have probably seen it in the theater, but that's okay. And how about for you, your favorite sports movies? So you've heard two already, which really are. So I think about my sports movies are what are the movies where I sit, cry my eyes out at the end, and then watch yeah. it again, usually the same weekend. So you the ones that I'm going to Major put, League? Why? <laughs> I did not cry in Major <laughs> League. Although that's an excellent choice. And I loved all of that. No, I'm going to have to go. I mentioned Rudy, which really is like I can hear the Rudy, Rudy cheer in my head, and I'm already going to start crying. So Rudy for sure. I do really love Miracle, as I mentioned. I just think it's an incredible story. It takes place at an amazing time. Love that. And I'm going to put out there as my third one, which again, could be a little controversial, The Mighty Ducks. So it was like my family movie growing up as we all used to watch, whole family. We know a lot of the lions and it just makes me happy. So it's, uh, you know, you get the Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez connection there. So that's, that's going to be my third. I love it. Those are great. And we're putting together a nice collection I'm going to throw out a few just that I I love all the movies that you guys have mentioned, but I'm going to throw out a couple other ones that just to just to kind of spice things up that I do love. Miracle is epic. Miracle is an incredible sports movie. It's Kurt Russell doing all the Kurt Russell things. It's awesome. I want to go rewatch it tonight. I really liked Invincible. I really liked the Vince Papali story. I liked the connection to Philly. I've never been there. You know, I really I loved Invincible. It's it's got all the it just mm, it gets me. It's really cool when he's, when he, oh my God, his friends are cheering for him. It's the best. There's a soccer movie, given that we're talking about a soccer show. Did you guys ever see a movie called The Damned United? Mm-mm. Check out The Damned United. It's really cool. It's, I think it's on Netflix or it, anyway, you can find it. It's with a, a, that actor named Michael Sheen. You'll recognize him. Um, and he plays an English football coach named Brian Clough. And it's based on a true story and it's really good. It's really intense. It's, you know, in, in Ted Lasso, they talk, we've talked a lot about how there's this more sort of aspirational masculinity. The Damned United is the opposite. It's really <laughs> cool. It's a good, good movie. It's got a lot of actors in it that you'll recognize. And then the other sports movie that I, I loved, I had it on VHS, and it's, it's really good, is Tin Cup. It's Kevin uh, Costner doing Kevin Costner things, mm-hmm. and it's, it's good. It's just a good movie. And the end of it is the twist at the end. He's immortal. <laughs> those are good ones those are those are excellent ones um, i'm excited about the second one we'll have to check that one out it's it's cool it's not it's not a cheer just check it out it's 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 good it's good all right the best scene and for you from season two the scene that you're going to rewatch over and over again from season two my favorite favorite scene is the one where they put the tape on the jerseys and mm. jamie tart does it when he grabs Total the sports tape. movie move total sports, sports movie, movie move. Move. and yep. i yep. mean literally he looks at it and he says we're a team aren't we we all wear the same kit 
Like I'm done again, mm. just done. I love mm. that scene so, so much. I, and yeah. I have already watched it over multiple times and it makes me endlessly, deeply happy. That's it's a amazing. great call. I love that one. I'm going to go next mine. And even though it happens against my favorite football team in real life, Tottenham Hotspur, when Jamie calls a shot, when he's shit talking at the defender says, all right, pal, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get clear of you. They're going to give me the ball and I'm going to score from, you know, 45 yards out. And then he absolutely buries it. And then you come to find out that he, that, that is him. That was real footage. There's a video clip that Brendan Hunt posted of him, like filming the monitor of Phil. Oh God, I just blanked on his last. Anyway, it's, it's real. Like the, the, the shit talking, the calling, the shot, all of it. It's so Jamie Tart, and it's just, oh, I love that scene. Syed, how about you? Season two favorite? The hug heard around the world. The hug heard around the world, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's an easy choice, but uh, it's got so much wrapped up in it. Um, you know, besides kind of the obvious surface level stuff, there's all this kind of deeper catharsis, yeah. deeper yeah. message about what's okay and what's, you know, uh, I, that's, a, that's up there. That's up there. Can we do an honorable mention scene that I'm sure you guys are going to co-sign? The haircut scene with Isaac. Oh, so good. That, that haircut is, scene. It was awesome. That is the best. If Go there's ahead. any moment that I would pay to have been like an extra in, that's the one. To just be there like goofing around, shoulder bumping, dapping it. Oh my God. That scene is the coolest. There there are a few scenes in, in media that make me really feel bad that I'm bald. And <laughs> that one, knowing that I will never get a haircut like that is just... That was a brutal scene. Thanks for bringing that up, Mark. I, I'm here for you. One of the next, <laughs> so the next question, though, for Anne, would you let Isaac cut your hair? Oh, my gosh, in a heartbeat. And I also, like, I mean, in a second, just hanging out in that locker room, you know, I, again, I was going back and watching, and there's a scene where Keely comes in very early on, like that first episode. I'm just like, oh, I want to be Keely. When have Isaac cut my hair? I mean, yes, to all of all of those things. Would you let game. Isaac have carte blanche? Would you just be like, I'm here, I'm, I'm in, just you're the wizard, do it? Or would you give no him some question. direction? No question. No, no direction. Isaac could cut my hair however he wanted. I want him to pick the soundtrack while he's cutting my hair. Oh. I can all. I want all the whole team there. Like I'm so in. I will go to work the next day with whatever haircut I got. Like I am so in. That would go next level viral. That would be the coolest thing ever. I would love that. One can only dream. I know he should actually Cola Bocchini, the actor. He if he really can cut hair. He would be oversubscribed into like 2025. That would be amazing. Anyway. All right. And for you next, would you do a session with Dr. Sharon Fieldstone? I think that's a yes. And I'm only hesitating a little bit because like, yes, definitely. I want all of her ideas. and I want all the thoughts. I want her to go to all the deep, dark places. And I think it would be incredible. I feel like that's one though you have to be really ready for, you know, like when you see Ted go in the first time, he is clearly not ready for it. And it's one of the, incredible things about the show and gives us so much to think about. But I feel like I need to need to really get ready. I want to be as valuable as possible, have all my things ready, know what I want to talk to her about. And then she'd still probably take over and take me to all sorts of places I wasn't ready for and didn't want. But yes, definitely fully prepared. I like that. We do need to circle back. We have an important question that we left open-ended from about 30 minutes ago. Syed, the couple and the nickname. The couple and the nickname. And we don't have um, to answer this. Maybe we leave this one open and we leave this one to the hashtag MedLasso audience. I would say Jason Sudeikis and the actress who plays Sass. Um, and, and the couple would be called uh, Tasso for Ted and 
SAS, TAS. No, wait, hold on. That's terrible. Oh my God. That's so bad. No, wait, hold on. Okay, I'm going to jump. I'm jumping in and saving. I'm going to save you. Yeah. TAS was a deli meat. We can't. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Okay, never mind. I'm so sorry. Oh God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking like Lassie. I don't know, but I'm going to go with, we're going to (laughs) go Juno and Brett Jet. Oh, I think we're home. Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, I I think we're fine. We'll just be like, we're going to go. We're going jet. I mean, how how good that's going to be. The paparazzi is going to love it. They're both going to be so well dressed. Jet. Hashtag jet. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable stopping there. I didn't have a good one. Um, And so I'm going to just ride jet. We're going to ride the jet. That's what we're doing. And we're going to let Med Lasso have at it. The final thing that we need to do, and I want to frame it specifically because we we we've done the upcoming season predictions, but Anne. We need to maintain the tradition of the guests that come in the locker room doing a prediction. We need an off-season prediction. Something is going to happen in the off-season with one of the actors, with the show, with a spoiler. I don't know what it is. You do, because you are the guest right now. What is your prediction? So, I love Ryan Keeley. They make me really nervous. And they make me nervous and also kind of good nervous. And then I think a lot of it, they're going to hit Roy is endlessly supportive. And I love that so much, but I think Keely is also on a major trajectory and I think there's going to be some tension there. And I think it's going to be good tension because we're going to see how Roy can develop and, and adapt to that. So I'm feeling a prediction around Keely getting some incredible new job opportunity. That's really going to take her away from Roy and something that's going to be big. And that's really going to be a huge strain on their relationship. And that's going to have to really figure out how much of that ability to truly support when she's off in her own orbit, doing her own thing. And is she able to connect back with him and he can connect back with her. And it makes me nervous, but also excited. That's the one that I think everyone's nervous about. Like if you were to ask that, that's their stress, their sleep loss around this. It's a huge problem. Syed for you. It's not, it's, it's, yeah, we have to be resilient. Syed, an off-season prediction from you. They've been pretty good about keeping things under, under wraps, but I think oh. another, another actor is going to join the cast. Maybe another couple of actors are going to join the cast. He's, last season was uh, Dr. Fuelstone. I think we're getting another major character joining the cast. And I think this deal with the Premier League means we're going to get more kind of big name cameos now because we're in the third season, so bigger, better. Um, we're going to get some real life superstars, uh, on, on the pitch. You and, know, they uh, all want to yeah. come on the show so bad. Yeah. Holy smokes. For sure. Sir Harry of Kane from my team, Tottenham Hotspur. I could see that big number 10. I'd love that. I have a bunch of his soccer cards. That'd be cool. <laughs> Speaking of, so my prediction is this, I think we're going to get a deluge of premium merch. They have that deal with the premier league. Now, I think that sometime before the next season starts like in this is in real life not a show prediction i think we're going to get just a amount of really great merchandise i think they're going to give us like team swag i really hope that they give us like really cool memorabilia because with other tv shows and movies now they'll do like the same thing with sports cards like autographed by the person and stuff like that like i think they're going to drop that on us and i'm trying to will it into reality just because i love merch i'm such a sucker for it if they start releasing cards it's I'm a, it's over. It's the end. You've I'll been, need all of them. You've been pushing and, this uh, cards thing pretty hard. I think <laughs> I think it's going to happen, and I think it's purely I think your so willpower. I am trying to will it into reality with the power of. Did you guys ever read a Roald Dahl book called "The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar"? Yes. 
And did you ever read I the have wonderful not. I've read most of his other stories and I have not read that one, but that feels like a great choice to get very soon. It's really, really cool. Can we talk about Roald Dahl for a quick second? I know he over the years has emerged as a slightly controversial character just because you guys are here and we get to talk about whatever we want in the locker room. The book called Danny, the Champion of the World was one of my favorite books. What is the right age to read Danny, Champion of the World to your kid? Because it has some adult themes. It's it's not an easy book, even though it's about a young boy and his dad. I'm going eight to 10 because I think yeah. like I used to love that book too. And I feel like that's the right age to really be able to explain the themes and bond around it. And like, I feel like my son now at 10, no question, that would be a great choice. Interesting. So and he actually has the okay. whole Roald Dahl set and we haven't gotten to that one yet, but that, I love that suggestion. Wow. I, think great with it. I have my copy from when I was a kid. Um, yes. Super excited. It's, it's in my son's room right now, but he's five. I'm like, he's not ready for Danny Champion of the World yet. Not yet. You got to stick with like Matilda and some other ones for now. Yeah, the James Witches the is pretty Peach. scary. James and the Giant Peach. Just the beginning yeah. though, when it's just the giant piece of fruit before it gets super <laughs> science, science fiction-y and weird. Hopefully. That'll scare him. Syed, for you, Roll Doll. Do you think that there is a space for which it will stand the test of time acknowledging that Roald in his personal life, I, I think has emerged as a man of some controversy? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, it's it's definitely troublesome. And, and, you know, we see this a lot, I think now, especially with with people that we may have put in a pedestal from earlier times. And as our understanding of history and their backgrounds and stuff emerges, we're forced to rethink things a little bit. But as far as his writing goes, you know, I was in a British school um, system growing up. Because uh, I was overseas, and this was kind of like the the quote unquote soundtrack to my life was was Roald Dahl stories, and like all great children's authors or many great children's authors, I should say, I think that Roald Dahl understands that it's okay to go to dark places with children's stories, and uh, you treat the children. Um, I mean, of course, there's a lot of fantastical, fun stuff, but this this underlying vein of darkness and sadness and scariness and things that are in Roald Dahl stories that make them so rich and layered and classic for kids. But I think kids, um, obviously, you got to be careful. You don't want to expose them to that kind of stuff too early. But a lot of the great kid stories do have this element of, um, you know, feeling like the stakes are real and that there bad things can happen in the world. And I think we sort of assume kids can't be exposed to some of that stuff. But I think they already know that the world isn't all sunshine and they like those stories for that reason. My parents tempered that whenever I would finish a chapter of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I could have a piece of candy of my choice. Oh, wow. So I was highly motivated to read Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Speaking of chocolate, let's stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? What next? <laughs> That's what? for the next time you come on. All right, it'll question. Be, it'll be, question. It'll be, yeah. It'll be, it'll, when you launch Mouthfeel, the podcast, You'll, <laughs> no, you'll do it. I got a, a question a ch- mark. I got a real yeah. question. What chocolate would Ted Lasso eat? Ooh. What's his favorite chocolate? Caramello. Done. All day. Caramello wow. milk chocolate. Cadbury's with the caramel in the middle. Break it into pieces. He can <laughs> share it. He can sandwich it between the the thing. You know what's so funny? I was going to say Rolos, which are very similar. Very similar. I agree. Very the chocolate, similar. the caramel, he needs the mix. He needs the small pieces. Uh, yeah, there we go. Done. I love it. Syed? I was going to say Snickers because I was going to be like, you know, that whole yeah, campaign, no. Hungry, no. have a Snickers, <laughs> where they're like, uh, he just offers it to them. 
you know, a little bag of brilliant marketing. You know what they should do is Snickers should call Led Tasso. Led Tasso. I was just going to say that. Led Tasso. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry? Totally. Have a Snickers. Yeah. Like, God, it's, yeah, he's all yeah. fired up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. before, before I completely step on this episode, you guys are the best. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh my this God, was awesome. You guys treat. such a dream. This was totally cool. I, I want them to do many seasons of the show so we can keep doing this, but we'll we'll take what we can get. And a total pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, just so much fun. Thank you guys. It was awesome. Syed, we're, we're going to keep doing more. We got to figure out the season one schedule. You and I have both been very busy at work, and so we haven't been able to sort <laughs> it out. But we will. We will sort out the season one schedule. We're going to get amongst it. But man, this is a blast. Thanks for coming back. Absolutely. I'm, I'm here for the long run, man. It's like the end of, I don't know if you saw the new Bond movie. At the end of every Bond movie, they say James Bond will return. So, Med Lasso will return. Toheeb Jamo is the next James Bond. I'm out. Oh! Oh my goodness. Come on. What a way to end the episode. Done. That's, we're Done. Done. See you guys. Yeah. Bye. Done. <laughs> if it sounded like we were having that much fun, it's because we were. My thanks so much to Syed and to Anne for joining me. This was truly an absolute blast to get amongst more Med Lasso content. This was a total treat. Thank you also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. This episode's show notes are packed. Please do go and take a look. Wherever you downloaded this episode, take a look at the show notes. We've got links to Anne's previous appearance on Explore the Space. We've got a link to my wife Jessica's previous appearance on Explore the Space podcast as well. All of this is really good and important content as we continue to move through Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And like Anne said, think about how we can translate this awareness into action. There's also a link to her tweet about our upcoming event this weekend hashtag HCWV breast cancer, whatever activity you're doing, whatever exercise or recreation you're up to, please take a picture, please share it, please tag hashtag HCWV breast cancer. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun to see how this all comes together. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you all are up to. And we will obviously be sharing that on social media as well. You can follow me on Twitter at ETS show, Instagram at explore the space show. Please do check out the whole archive of Explore the Space podcast. As always, www.explorethespaceshow.com. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. That really helps us out. Please do keep sharing Explore the Space with your friends and your colleagues. Again, also really helps us out. On Twitter, definitely use hashtag MedLasso. It is a blast seeing what you all are up to and what you're doing and seeing and sharing. It's just tremendous, and I love it. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. Never take it for granted and and just love being part of this community with you. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.